This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Welcome to the Not Lukewarm Podcast with Diana Bartolini, a speaker, writer, and spiritual director who wants you to know your faith and live not lukewarm. Hello, everyone. This is Diana Bartolini with the Not Lukewarm Podcast, and I am delighted and excited today to have a guest with us. We haven't had a guest in a while, and we're going to be talking about a great new book, Encountering, I'm sorry, Joyful Encounter with Mary. So let me start at the beginning. I'm getting ahead of myself, and that's why I'm getting my words all tangled up here. So with me today is Maria Gallagher. Welcome, Maria. Oh, it's so good to be with you today. Thank you so much for having me. I am excited to talk with you. Let me tell you a little bit about Maria, and then we'll dive into the conversation about her new book. Maria Gallagher is the author of the new book, Joyful Encounters with Mary, A Woman's Guide to Living the Mysteries of the Rosary. She's a regular contributor to CatholicMom.com. In her day job, Maria advocates for pregnant women, children, and families. She is the mother of one beautiful ballerina and an active member of the worldwide Curcio movement. Parts of those bios could be mine, Maria. <laughs> um, which is, it's always fun to meet and talk with like-minded people. Um, I really enjoy that. So tell us a little bit about your new book. Well, I'm very grateful that God put in my heart to write a book. And um, it happened actually during the lockdown phase of the pandemic. And I'm the type of person that likes to be on the go all the time. But the only place I could legitimately go during the pandemic was the grocery store. And I wore out my welcome at the grocery store. So I had to do something else. And I thought to myself, well, this would be a very good time to write a book. And I really have an affection for the Blessed Mother, and I really believe that she has guided me on my way, especially during my adulthood. And I wanted to put into words what I was feeling about the Blessed Mother. And I also wanted to tap into something that I thought there was a shortage of in our nation and in our world, which is joy, especially during the pandemic seemed like a lot of people were joy deprived. And I thought to myself, you know what? A great way to increase your joy is to establish or strengthen a relationship with the Blessed Mother. And so that was the catalyst for the book. And I, I hope that I was guided by the Holy Spirit during the writing of the book. Um, I felt like uh, there were some ideas in there that, that just wouldn't have come out of my head alone, that they must have come from someplace above. So I'm very grateful to be able to share this with the world now. I think the fact that you focus on the joyful mysteries is a beautiful testimony to our faith, right? Because if you look at the whole of our faith, and if you look at the difficulties that people have, oftentimes the response is, well, I can't be joyful. Mm -hmm. And really, we are called to be joyful, to have joy in our life and in our heart, which is different than being happy, right? Yes, yes, definitely. And I think, and sometimes people say, oh, you're putting too fine a point on the difference between joy and happiness. But I disagree. I do believe that there can be that joy in our life, even when life is difficult. 
And so I, I did read a few of the chapters in your book. I have not read the whole book. I prefer to read the actual book rather than the um, electronic copy. So I will get my hands sure. on an actual copy of the book. Um, but tell us a little bit about what is in the book, because the title sure. is Joyful Mysteries of the Rosary. So what what is that about? Sure. Um, I decided to focus on the Joyful Mysteries of the Rosary because I found a profound connection with them in my personal life. And I thought to myself, you know what? Other people might share these connections. And it seemed to me that a lot of us uh, females have been through the experience of childbirth or expecting a child. And I mean, that's, that's the first joyful mystery, the Annunciation. And um, the second joyful mystery, the Visitation, a lot of us have had the opportunity to minister to a pregnant woman or to be ministered to as a pregnant woman. Third joyful mystery, the nativity. A lot of us have been blessed with the birth of a child. Fourth joyful mystery, the presentation. It's similar to a baptism. And I, I just love baptisms. Um, I think they're my favorite sacrament. Um, I just find a lot of joy in going to baptisms. A lot of people get excited about weddings. I get excited about baptisms. Um, and the fourth joyful mystery, finding our Lord Jesus in the temple. Um, I think many parents have had the experience of being in a store or being out at a park and you turn around and suddenly the child is missing. The child is not there. And you have that feeling of dread about what happened to my child. And so I think a lot of us can connect with that. So it seemed to me that on a, a human level, a lot of us can connect with the Blessed Virgin Mary in those joyful mysteries. And so that's why I decided to focus on them. That is really beautiful. And I think it's true that those, those mysteries in particular are very, I don't want to use the word common or ordinary, but they're definitely things that we all can relate to, even though we are not the, the Virgin Mary, obviously. Right. <laughs> um, just for those maybe who are not familiar, with the rosary. The rosary is a set of prayers that Catholics pray, that we pray, and there are four different sets of mysteries. And the um, Maria is talking about the joyful mysteries, and then there are also the sorrowful mysteries, the glorious mysteries, and the luminous mysteries. And so those four sets of mysteries combined tell about different facets and parts of Jesus's life. But in particular, the joyful mysteries do focus so much on our mother Mary and the interaction of Jesus and his mother at that time when he was on this earth. So I think that's another great way that you've reminded people that Jesus did live here and Mary was his mother. That's right. And their interactions were typical of moms and sons. Right. And, and the only way that um, Mary works, as it were, is to lead you closer to Jesus. Amen. And that's, that's her whole modus operandi, is that she wants to lead you closer to her son. And as we cannot separate a baby from the mother, we really can't separate Jesus from his mother. They're, they're a package deal. And the closer we get to Mary, the closer we're going to get to Jesus. And, and that's really the aim. 
And I think that um, it's wonderful to be able to look to Mary to draw closer to her son and to experience that profound joy that you have in Jesus. And, you know, there's a famous acronym, joy stands for Jesus, others, and you. You put Jesus first, others second, and you last. And that's the secret to joy. And I find that joy is a different experience than happiness. Happiness can be very fleeting. I experience happiness when I see my daughter graduate from college. I experience happiness when I am with my family for Easter dinner. But joy is something that we can default to all during our life and in different stages and different phases of life. It's that feeling of peace that we have, that profound feeling of peace in knowing that we're connected with Jesus and we're on the right road. And I've been on the wrong road before. <laughs> I've, I've had plenty of detours in my life. And I know that feeling of angst that you get when you're on the wrong path. But Jesus allows you to find the right path. And it's a path to happiness, not only in the next life, but in this life as well. I think that's a really important point is that when we stay connected to Christ, then we are going to be on the right path. And it is not only about having happiness and joy when we meet Jesus in heaven, but in our right. life now, because Christ did not come so that we could be sad sacks, right? He right. So that we could have joy and abundance. Yes. And Mary really does teach us how to have that joy in abundance, no matter what is happening in our lives. And I think, again, that's another important, important point, excuse me. So where did you get the stories that you included in your book? Yeah, I, I got the stories from my memory bank. And, um, you know, I, some, some people I know, a, a priest friend of mine asked me, okay, is this book about uh, you seeing apparitions of the Blessed Mother? It is not. I, I want to make that clear. I am not a seer, um, uh, wonderful though that might be. Um, but I tell a story in the book about how when I was a, a little girl, I really did want to see Mary. I mean, that was just foremost on my mind. I wanted to see Mary. My mother didn't know what to do with me. You know, I was crying. Uh, she tried to console me as best she could, but I, I wanted that connection to Mary from a very young age. My mother had named me Maria in honor of the Blessed Virgin Mary and also in honor of Maria from the Sound of Music. And uh, I, I really wanted to live up to um, that role model that I saw in Mary. Um, I was blessed when I was a, a little girl with so many wonderful role models who I, I think mirrored Mary for me. Um, there was my grandma Hazel, which I talk about in the book. And although she was not a practicing Catholic, she was the one who taught me my um, 10 commandments when I had to get ready for my first Holy Communion. And um, she was a, a wealth of wisdom in my life. And it was a, a, a joy to be able to be in her presence. Um, I, I tell stories about my parents. They were wonderful, wonderful people. They have since passed on, but the lessons they have taught me remain with me. 
and they faced a lot of struggles in their lives. Um, my father, unfortunately, faced a lot of unemployment, and that caused us to be dependent upon God. We were always thinking of God as our provider because we, we knew, unfortunately, our father could not be our provider uh, many times. Um, and um, I tell a story in, in the book about a ballerina benefactor who came into my life and uh, showered us with blessings. Um, she was a cousin of my mother's. Um, and so I, I just had a, a lot of um, memories that, that I wanted to put on paper that I thought signified how my life had in some fashion mirrored that of the Blessed Mother. I think the few chapters that I did read, what I love, a couple of things. First of all, written in a very down to earth and, and easy to read, but yes. still thought provoking way. Yes. Which is important, right? You don't want it to be so easy that people go, oh, this is just a bunch of fluff. No, it makes you think, it makes you consider. But it also reminded me that the, the joy filled life, the idea of being close to Mary, of following Jesus, it's attainable for the ordinary person. Mm -hmm. The problem is more so that we, in our ordinariness or humanness, is we don't see the divine in our life. That's right. And you help us in this book, I think, to, to see the divine. Yes. Where, where we meet God, where God meets yes. us, where his mother helps lead us to her son. Yes. And I, I credit the worldwide Curcio movement for that because it has helped me to see the presence of Jesus and his mother in my life every single day. I mean, we reflect in Curcio about the closest moment we have to Jesus. I reflect on the closest moment I've had to his mother during a day. And it has helped me so much in terms of how I see the world and to see God in it, in every moment of our lives. I mean, he's working. He, he's not a slacker. He's working 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And his mother is working too, you know? Um, she, she is, uh, she's a Mary, but she's also a Martha in how she uh, is constantly on duty and constantly looking out for us. And I have found in my life when, when there are great struggles, um, with what I call the knots in my life, when I present them to Mary, she helps to untie the knots for me. And these could be situations where I think, I, I don't know where to go with this. I don't know what to do. And yet she helps to illuminate a path that I can follow. And uh, it's... Uh, it's a wonderful adventure, really. Once you, once you connect with Mary and connect with Jesus, I think that your life transforms. It, it did for me. I absolutely agree. Um, so, so you, you bring up the, um, that you go to Mary to untie the knots in your life. And so there's that beautiful novena, which I believe I've spoken about on this uh, podcast, the Our Lady Undoer or Untire of Knots. And I will be sure to drop a link um, to that novena because it is an extremely powerful novena. And that image that I love so much where she, the, the, she's holding the ribbon and untying all the knots in the ribbon. And I imagine that she does that 
for us all the time. And it's so necessary really to pause and reflect on that, how Mary is there for us. You know, and whether or not we've had the best relationship with our own mother, Mm -hmm. Mary is always there for us. As we, if we are moms, I'm sure all of us who are mothers, we try to be there and to help our children. And Mary does the same because why wouldn't she? That's right. And this book is for people both who have had a good relationship with their mothers and people who have not. Um, people who have had a relationship with the Blessed Mother and people who have not. I I tried to write it so that it would appeal to uh, various groups. Um, And even though it's it's written primarily for women, um, three men at Marian Press read it and they all liked it. So there must be something in there that men can relate to too. So I'm very happy about that. That's good. Well, and Mary is the mother of all of us, not just the women. She's the mother of the men as well, right? So of course. Absolutely. And you know, you think about all the popes talk about their relationship with the Blessed Mother, how important and and integral it is to their priesthood, right? And Mm -hmm. and their papacy. Um, And so I would imagine that it is going to be readable and relatable to men as well. I do want to touch about something in the book that struck me. You have woven the pro-life, the the ministry of ministering to women who are contemplating choosing abortion. And you've mentioned in a couple of places, the ministries to women who have had abortions and how the church is not about condemning. The church is about healing. Yes. That touched me because I have worked on and off um, with uh, Rachel's Rachel's Vineyard with the yes. ministry with abortion healing yes. ministry, and yes. I've always been touched by it. And you did a very beautiful, I think, a beautiful service to women and men who've had experienced who've experienced the trauma of abortion. Um, Thank you. Want to just talk a little bit about what you do? Sure, in sure, and. Um, <laughs> That's actually my day job. <laughs> I, I work uh, advocating for pregnant women and their babies, and and um, it's been a it's been a joy actually uh, over the years. And and I have met so many women who have unfortunately had the trauma of abortion in their lives, and I have seen the tremendous healing that they've been able to experience often through the church. And through retreats such as the Rachel's Vineyard Retreat, um, and I don't want them to be excluded from the whole conversation. I want them to know that Mary is there for them as well. You know, Mary is for all of us, and all of us are sinners. All of us have done things that we regret, and Mary looks on us as her beloved children, and she's there to help us every step of the way. And so I I was very careful in this book. I wanted to reach out to women who have had abortions and also women who have had miscarriages and to say that um, Mary can be your best friend. Really, in reading, like I said, the, the chapters that I have read, I was very touched by that because oftentimes, um, it's, it might seem that we exclude women who, for whatever reason, 
do not have children. And that is not who right. we are. We're not excluding anyone. Mary truly is the mother of all. And whatever pain people suffer, whether it be because of the loss of children or children who have left the faith for whatever reason, children who have died, Mary knows all of that suffering and she wants to help us to grow closer to her, to her son, to the church and have healing in that process. And so I think, I, I do think you did a very fine job of that. And I, I'm glad that I saw that because oftentimes we, we don't always um, show people all sides of an issue. And I think you did a very fabulous job of showing all facets of motherhood. Um, the perfect and the not so perfect. And the truth of the go. matter is, I think most of us live our motherhood out in the not so perfect way. Right. Absolutely. And not in a, we're horrible. I'm not saying that we're horrible people. Right. I'm saying that we're human. And so we yeah. turn to Mary and this, this book really, for me, it reinvigorated my desire to rely more on our blessed mother. And I think that's a really important thing um, because like, like a lot of people, my relationship with her ebbs and flows and like a good mom, she always takes my call, whether it's been a long time or just a day, right? <laughs> <laughs> but just that, that notion, not, it's not a notion. It's that, that true belief that she is there for us. And this book, the joyful encounters with Mary really brings that home really brings that home, I think. Tell us, where can people find this book? Who published it? Sure. Um, it was published by Marion Press, and it's available at shopmercy.org. That's shopmercy.org. And uh, eventually, I, I believe that it's going to be available on Amazon as well. Um, and uh, I hope that people will be richly blessed by it. I pray for all the readers of my book. Um, even if you only read a couple chapters, I hope that it uh, inspires you and brings you closer to Mary and to Jesus. I do. I highly recommend this book. Uh, and if you're listening to this before Mother's Day, it would be a great book for your mom for Mother's Day. If you need a gift suggestion, there you go. See, Maria and I have helped you with your Mother's Day shopping. Absolutely. <laughs> so, um, all right. As all of my listeners know, I always like to leave my listeners with a not lukewarm challenge of how we can live out our faith every day. So do you want to pose your suggestion to us for this week? Yes. My challenge to people is to actively cultivate a relationship with the Blessed Mother. If you already have a relationship, make it stronger and you will not regret it. I, I agree. There are very few times uh, that any of the challenges will cause regret, but I think this one will really help you in your Christian journey because it's, it's going to help you grow closer to Jesus by going to his mother and she will help you in your everyday life um, to, to really know who you are and what your next steps need to be. And she helps you untie the knots. So I will be dropping a good number of links in the show notes to various, to the novena of Our Lady Endure of Knots, to Maria's 
um, website, which is mariavgallagher.com. I will send, I'll also have a link to where you can purchase the book. And yeah, and the Not Lukewarm Challenge to draw closer to Mary, draw closer to her, and you will then draw closer to her son. Maria, anything else that you want to tell us? Any other projects coming up or exciting news? Well, I think the exciting news is that um, the the people who prayed for this book, um, my prayer group, um, they've started reading the book and they uh, tell me exactly what chapter they're on. Uh, and it's, it's a lovely experience. And um, I must say that um, Mary guided this book into publication, and I am so grateful for it. That's wonderful. And I'm excited that I was able to read it. And I'm happy that we got to have this conversation. And you can also find Maria's writing uh, at catholicmom.com, which is another place that I write as well. So Maria and I, we have a little bit of a friendship developing here around all of the different places that we meet online, which I love. And has certainly been a, a good um, result of the crazy couple of years we've had because I've been we've been doing more things online. So I've met some really great people, and I count Maria as one of them. So everyone, thank you so much for being here, and Maria, thank you for joining us for this great conversation on your new book. Thank you so much, and I will see you all next week. And I hope you continue to live not lukewarm. God bless you. Thanks for listening to the Not Lukewarm Podcast, a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, tell a friend, or leave a review wherever you listen. Show notes and links are at notlukewarmpodcast.com.